Today we wrap up uh, our series, One of a Kind. It'll be the final message in this series. If you've missed any of these weeks, I want to encourage you, you can go back and follow along uh, on our website, but also YouTube. You can subscribe, follow along. We're also on Apple Podcasts. If you're somebody who likes to podcast, you can go in there and subscribe and follow. But uh, I, I know it's not going to happen, but if there's a small possibility that you might miss a Sunday during the summer, that's a good way to keep up and go back and, and watch and stay connected. So uh, encourage you to do that. Well, let's pray and we'll jump right into it and see what God has to say. God, we love you so much. So grateful for today. Lord, we know that you have something to speak to us today. And so, Lord, we want to do that. We want to tune out and dial away all of the things that might be distracting and hindering. And God, we want to hear directly from you. Lord, I thank you that you're speaking and uh, that you're helping us receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. So first thing we're going to do is it's my honor and my excitement today to launch uh, our summer socials. If you've been with us for any amount of time, uh, the last several years, we in the summer, we kind of transitioned to a season of where like, hey, let's hang out, let's connect, let's do summer together. And so we get together and we put together a whole variety of events and activities and ways that we can be together through the summer. And when I say events and activities, I want you to know it's so much deeper than that. As a matter of fact, when I preach here in just a minute, I'm going to kind of let you see that in scripture. But I don't want you to go, wow, what a nice church. They gave us a bunch of things to do this summer, as if we need more things to do, right? But no, there's great purpose and there's intention behind it. So let me run through the catalog of what it looks like to be involved in our summer socials. And then we're going to bust open the Bible and we're going to look at why it's spiritually significant and important. Amen. So you'll be able to pick up one of these out in the lobby on your way out, just a little, maybe put it on the refrigerator or something that you can follow along. But I want to let you know that this is always going to be active on our website. So if you ever have a question or a wondering about summer socials, just jump on the website and uh, under events, you'll be able to see the catalog of all the different things. Of course, you can scan the QR code. And then another way, if you don't have it yet, you can go download our church app. If you download the church center app uh, and download that and you pull that open, it's going to say, hey, it looks like you're near vertical church. You'll be like, yeah, Vertical Church, and get logged in and going that way. Right on the bottom of our website, just to make it really easy for you, right on the bottom of verticalstory.com, you'll see a little image that shows you how to get the app. So whether you want to check all this stuff out on the uh, app or on the website, it's available to you. Uh, but I said all that to say, we shouldn't be getting any text messages this summer about, hey, when's that one thing? I'm going to be like... Oh, you're talking about family churches, church? Get that, because that's where you go now, because you're bothering me. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm 40 now. I'm grouchy and, cr and crabby. And just kidding. I'm kidding. But we try to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, you're going to find that out in a minute. So. So summer socials, uh, truly, again, I'm going to show you in scripture why I think it's important, but also we just want to have fun. We want to be together through the summer. So we've created a bunch of ways that you can do that. Uh, the first thing here on the top of what I have in my hand is the vertical ladies group. As you just heard in the announcement, uh, Wednesday night is the next one of that. So uh, coming up just here in a few days. So make sure you're a part of that. But if you don't follow any of that, you can find vertical ladies on Facebook. You can find all those details again on the website, um, but they're going to be meeting all throughout the summer. And of course, like into the fall. And then another one here is our Vertical Fellows group will continue to have men's breakfast throughout the summer, get together in the morning, hang out, connect. And so that'll be a thing that's happening. Uh, our Saturday morning prayers we put here as a summer social because I believe, as you're about to hear, there's power when God's people gather. 
something happens when we create oneness. Are you with me today? And so Saturday morning prayer is something that we should make a priority throughout the summer. Another thing over here to the side, we're bringing back Party in the Park. If you've been with us in the past, we rent out, yeah, Lawrence Street Park, and we have inflatable games and free food and a bunch of things like that. And so that's coming back on 4th of July weekend. And uh, another one that we have here is our Vessel Group. So that's our young adults. That's ages 18 to 40. And um, kids are welcome. A bunch of different life scenarios happen in that age range. And so we'd love to get them connected. So if you don't know about Vessel, you can go ahead and check out those groups online as well. Uh, but Vessel has Frisbee golf and some different hangouts happening throughout the summer as well. And then right with that is uh, the Wise Timers group. And um, finally, yeah, they're, they're, our, they're our crazy group. You know, they're one of our biggest and um, they're one of our best. And they come in here. They move around through our building, and then the next day we got to, you know, clean up all the tennis ball marks from their walkers off the floor, and, you know, it's a, it's a thing. Cody was like, uh-oh, too far. He, that was like a scared laugh. Oh! Hey, make that the social media clip this week, buddy. Uh, but uh, the reason I get to talk that way is because we've adjusted the age range, and uh, it's now 40 and up. I qualify. So I've been polishing my walker and putting new tennis balls on it, and I'm excited. I'm going to be here. Yeah, exactly. So the Wise Timers group, a bunch of great hangouts and, um, and good connecting. Obviously, you can tell that they have a good time, and it's a great group. And so if you don't know anything about that, again, you can check that out online. And then beach volleyball, we just go up to the state park in Holland. And uh, it's funny with that event because you have people playing volleyball. There's a good amount of people playing volleyball. But you actually have more people just hanging out around the volleyball with their kids, some going in the water and some just hanging out. And so you say, well, I'm not that much of a beach volleyball player. That's really not what it's about. It's actually more people going there and hanging out, having a good time. So mark those on your calendar, too. It's a great way to connect and be together with your church family. That's volleyball. And then vertical students all summer long. I know a lot of uh, students' ministries, they shut down for the summer. But I'm just of the belief that, hey, throughout the summer, that's when the teenagers need connectability, right? And, um, and so the team has put together a great thing for the students all summer long. And then we got a golf group there. And um, just a great way for me as a pastor to gauge your salvation. You know, go out and play <laughs> golf with you. See where we really are in self-control and patience and um, and so the golf group uh, is a great one. Same thing. You may say, well, I'm not a scratch golfer. I'm not amazing. doesn't matter. None of us are. And we just like to get together and hang out. And so that you can pick up, put it on your fridge. As I mentioned, it's on the website. It's in the app. And um, it's not just activities. I know this sounds really funny, but these are spiritual. You know, it's funny. They would say to Jesus, if Jesus was here and he came up to us and you said, uh, hey, Jesus, how's your spiritual life right now? And he'd be like, spiritual life? Like, he would think it's really weird that we compartmentalize. Oh, that's my spiritual life that happens over here, and this is my work life, and this is... Jesus is like, no, all of it's spiritual. Every Beach volleyball is spiritual. All the things that we do is spiritual because everything has implications. Everything has meaning to it. And one of the things, as we wrap up the series, that makes us one of a kind is that we get to access power when we come together. One of the things that makes us one of a kind is that in our relationship and in through our fellowships and through our together, togetherness, the scripture shows us and teaches us that power can be released when God's people gather. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be uh, at beach volleyball. It doesn't just have to be at golf or whatever some of the other activities are. Whatever they are, I believe when God's people get together, his presence can show up. Are you with me? Yeah. We see in Genesis, and you hear me say this all the time, one of the first things God ever said was not good 
was when Adam was alone. He looks out at his creation. He's like, trees, good, sky, earth, water, land. All these things are good. And then there's the records like, hold on, Adam's alone. That's not a good thing. And so from the very beginning, God's like, hey, I created people to be what? In fellowship, in connection, in relationship together. And whenever you find yourself in isolation or loneliness, God's saying, that can't be that way. Are you with me today? It's in Genesis 2.18. It says it this way. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So God's design is for us to go through life with helpers. And I'm just grateful that our God is the God who says, hey, you can, you can have your group help you through volleyball and through men's breakfast and all these different ways. Just have people in your life who are helping you navigate this crazy life. Can I get amen today? So that's a big part of why we do what we do. I also believe this, that something, as you heard me mention, something powerful happens when we get together. We know Matthew 18, 20 says it this way, for where two or three gather in my name, then what does it say? It says, there I am with them. So, and of course, God's with us when we're alone, but specifically, God is saying, hey, when you guys get together, I'm there and something spiritual and something powerful and something significant begins to happen. Paul, in a lot of his writings, he writes to all the different churches and he says this, Paul understood the power of what happens when you get together. Paul's writing to all these churches and he continues to say this, I wish I could be there. Can't be there right now, but I wish I could be there. And many people think, oh, that's a really nice thing to say. He just misses those people. He wish he could hang out with them. But the true basis of what he's saying is he's saying, I wish I could be gathered there with you because I know that when I'm with you, something significant and spiritual and powerful happens when we're together. Yeah. Think about it. When Paul and Silas were in jail, the scripture says that they, the people, their loved ones found out that they're in jail. And so they said, hey, we need to have a prayer meeting. Now, notice what they didn't do. They didn't say, hey, we found out that Paul and Silas are in jail. Let's send an email and get people praying. Oh, what we should do is just do a little Facebook post and let people know that they should be praying. They said, hey, no, no, no. Paul and Silas are in jail. It's important that we do what? Come together. We need to go together. We need to make a place where we can come together and be together because where two or three or more people get together in my name, then something powerful and spiritual happens. Yeah. And so that's why we put these groups together, because we got to make sure that all throughout summer, as we get busy and as we get together, we got to make sure that we're people who are together and we're in oneness because something powerful happens. Are you with me? Cody, I love this example that he gives. You know, we believe in online church. We do online church during second service, and, and I'm not opposed to any of that. But I can tell you this, that online church does not compare to the gathered in the oneness of being in the room worshiping together. And so I love how Cody gives the example of... Um, you know, online church is sort of like the online fireplace. If you don't got a fireplace in your home and it's Christmas morning, it's still pretty good to put that fake fire on. It crackles and it's there. But how many you know it's not the same as a good old rip-roaring fire in a true thing? There's just something different. Uh, Jess and I are getting ready to travel a little bit this summer. And um, thank God our, our youngest is turning five in July. She's turning five, and so we're, we're of the age, and we're at the place with our kids now where we are very happy to just be like, bye, <laughs> see ya, so we're going to travel. And so we've been, watching, uh, we've been watching some travel guides about some of these places that we've been going, or we're going to go to, so we pull up to YouTube, and we're looking up Charleston, South Carolina, and all the things that you need to do, and so we're watching all of those, and say, oh, you got to go here, and you got to look at this. Now, we, we watched the guide. We watched the guide for 30 minutes. We probably don't even need to go anymore, right? 
because we watched it online. I mean, I saw the special tree and I saw the beaches and the pineapple waterfall. I saw, or the, whatever it's called. You see how much I'm into it. If I'm being honest, Dave Matthews is playing in Charleston. That's all I care about. So. <laughs> but hey, we don't even got to go do any of that. We watched it online, right? Yeah, we watched it online. We don't even got to go anymore, right? We watched it all online. Uh, except for it's a whole lot better when you go experience it. Are you understand what I'm talking about? When, when we get to go do it. Well, no, we watched it together on the guy. Th- no, no, when you get to go experience it together. And, that, and, and that's the disservice that I'm seeing in the local church. Oh, I'll watch online later. I'll just do the guide of the church. No, no, there's power when we come together and do life together. Are you with me? The number one longing, psychiatrists say that the number one longing of the human heart is, feel, is to feel connected or to belong to a family, even at a very young age. So I get little girls and they line up all their Barbie dolls and they get all their dolls together and they start playing all this little family. Why? Because there's a longing to be connected. It's the same thing with boys and they get their trucks together and their army guys and they do all their stuff. It's funny, even to the point of pets. Like, oh, why do we have pets? It's kind of the dumbest thing you could ever do. I have a great idea. Let's find a wild animal. Take some of our, take some of our hard-earned money. We'll take some of that hard-earned money and we'll go buy some food. So we're going to turn that money into food. We're going to put it into these animals' bellies. And then after, you know what they do with it. They're going to turn that money into stuff they put in my yard. And then I'm going to go out there and pick it all up. That's, that, that sounds like a really good heart longing. But, but really what it is, is it's family. It's connection. It's my dog. Jess, we're coming back from vacation. <laughs> I just need my dog. I'm like, oh, I hope it ran away. <laughs> She's interviewing all the people to watch the dogs, and the good ones are, oh, yeah, they're doing good. That, that sounds like a good one. And I'm over here like, how do we get the worst one? I tell him, like, what this dog really loves is you put his treats in the middle of the road at 8.30 in the morning. I'm kidding. I kind of like one of our dogs. I'm a cat guy now, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. My cat didn't need any attention while I was gone. (laughs) Think about this. This is how much God cares about connectivity among people. He literally created on your body the ability to reassure each other of connection. Like, you can look at each other and smile, and someone can go, oh, okay. I know how that person feels. If you think about how really weird it is uh, that, we, that we shake hands, I walk up to another human being like, let's put our hands together and feel, and we shake hands. Why, why is that a thing that we do? Because God wired us to be a people that connect. There's a desire. There's a relationship. I was at a family party yesterday knowing I would preach a sermon, and I was just observing and laughing uh, at like just all the different ways some had certain handshakes and some hugged and some did this and some fist pump and all these different things. It's amazing that as a people, we have so many different ways that we connect and reassure. Why? Because God wired us to be that way. The scripture is full of examples of how we're created to be a people, a people together. Think about Jesus. Even when he showed up with the message of salvation, he didn't show up and say, I am the Messiah. And here's my 12-disc DVD library about how to follow me. Now, Jesus was actually like, hey, come do life. Let's just go do this together. 
And so that many of your stories are they're making meals, they're walking, they're traveling, they're doing all these things. Why? Because Jesus understood that when we get together, when there's oneness among his people, something powerful happens. Are you with me? The Bible is the story of the people of God. I mean, Moses, what did we see about Moses? God calls Moses to go do what? Save himself? No, go save his people. We know with Abraham, Father Abraham, the father of many nations. He had many sons. I'm one of them. <laughs> so are you. It's Memorial Day weekend. We can have fun. But, but what is the whole message of Father Abraham? The whole message is of like people, nations, people, they matter to God. Like people. And so us getting together, oneness, because when we get together and we serve God and we love God, there's a power that's released. What does the scripture say about Esther? Esther prepared herself. Esther followed God. Esther got ready to go, what, save herself? No, to save her people. Because it's people. There's power and oneness. David, scripture says, David says, hey, I'm going to show up on this scene and, and, and I'm going to respond and I'm going to move in what God has for me. For who? For my people. For my people. Same thing with the disciples. Disciples, they, they were chosen as 12, and they went out, and they ministered, and they started this church over here, and that church over there, and they wrote letters to this. Why? Because they were trying to minister to people, because people matter to God. Are you with me? All throughout Scripture, we see uh, the phrases of when they, or together they, or as one they. God moves in people. There's power in oneness. Proverbs 28, 26 says this, those who trust in themselves are fools. Mom told me not to call people names, but Proverbs says that I can. When people live lives only for themselves, that's a foolish way to live. When they say, oh, I don't need all that community and connection and relationship. I just need to be about me and what I'm building. And the scripture says, those who live for themselves are fools. But those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. We also know that Proverbs says that it's by a multitude of counsel that we walk in wisdom. So it's having people in our lives. It's having oneness. It's having togetherness is how we are kept safe. I know that many times when people get in trouble, something bad happens. They come to me and say, man, pastor, I'm really in a mess. I say, oh man, how did this start? And they begin to describe how they let themselves get into isolation. Well, I got hurt. I got upset. This thing happened to me. So I pulled back and I kept my thoughts to myself and I did it and it spiraled into something bad. I know many people before they go off the cliff, man, it would have been so bad. I was about to go off the cliff, but I had that one person in my life. Are you with me? Who grabbed that back of my shirt and said, oh no, 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 you're not going over there. Because there's wisdom and power and community in oneness. Can I get amen today? I love this. Even in Galatians, Galatians 5.14 says this, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? It means, of course, you, you love and you have your desires, but you also have a love and a strong desire for your neighbor. Community, relationship, people in your region. I thought about the scripture. It says it this way. We're called to be people who do what? Rejoice with those who are rejoicing. That's community. That's oneness. It also says that we're called to mourn with those who mourn. These are, these are commands. These are calls of us to be connected to people. Verse 15 says it this way. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Can I tell you, this is the time that we're living in. This is the culture we're living in. Everybody loves to tear down the next person. We bite and we bite and everybody's biting at each other. And the scripture says, if you keep doing it that way, you're both going to end up with nothing. 
I want to take the shot at this person. We want to take a shot at this person. And you bite and you bite to the point that everything is destroyed and devoured. So how do we fix it? How do we move forward? How do we get out of this? What is the answer to this world of division? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 talks about in the end times, this is how you solve that. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And then here's the key, not giving up meeting together because there's power when there's oneness, not giving up meeting together as some in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I'll close with this. The day is approaching, right? It's pretty easy to look at culture and go, man, we're in a rough spot. We're in a devouring time. We're in a hostile time. The scripture says, how do you overcome that? You be a people who all the more gather. I don't want to put myself out there because I might get bit. Everybody's so rough and so aggressive. I don't want to. In the last days, put yourself out there more. Be in groups. Gather together. Encourage. Inspire. Build up. Are you with me today? All the more as we see the day approaching. My last thought is this. Uh, Your Bible headline might say it this way. It might say uh, our Lord's or the Lord's intercessory prayer. So if Jesus came today and you said, hey, Jesus. Will you close this service? Will you pray us out of here? Will you offer up a prayer for us? We saw what that looked like in John chapter 7, verse 20. I'm going to read it in a minute. But this is considered our Lord's intercessory prayer because it's the pattern of how many people believe Jesus is currently praying for us in heaven. Seated at the right hand of the Father, many believe this is the intercessory prayer that's going on for our lives right now as he's seated in heaven. John chapter 17, verse 20. Of all the things Jesus could pray, Look at the theme in this prayer, John 17, 20. He said, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message that all of them may be one because there's power in oneness. Father, just as I am in you and you are in me, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be powerful. Nope. So that they may be one. So that that power of oneness is on them, the togetherness. So that may be one. As we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Skin, oneness, unity, togetherness. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. In this day, in this hour, in this culture, the scripture is saying, and Jesus' heart is this, my hope is that the body of Christ be so in me because I'm in you, but also in me, but also together. He's saying, hey, how's the world ever going to look at the church and know that this thing's legit? is when the world looks at the church and says, wow, look at their oneness. Look at the power in their unity. Look at, the, look at the togetherness. Look at how they do life. Look at how they care for one another. We know in the book of Acts, the scripture says the early formation of the church, they all came together in oneness and they shared goods and they took care of one another and church spread like wildfire. Why? Because there's power when we have oneness. And so summer socials are important. We love connectivity and we love the activity of the funness. But I'm here to also preach to you and tell you this morning that when we get together and we create oneness and we build relationship in one another, something spiritual and powerful happens. And I believe the world needs to see it. Are you with me today? So be prayerful. Take this dates and put them on your calendar and try to be at as many of them as you can. 
and whatever works for your family, because I believe God wants to build something in our church. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for today, Lord, the way that you're loving us and leading us. God, we know that there's power when we do life together, when we connect with one another. God, we know that your plan is not for us to do life alone or in isolation. And so, God, I pray that through these activities, through these hangouts, God, I pray that, that you bring people out of isolation. In a world that's divisive and dividing and biting, God, I pray that you connect people together in your body so that we can experience you and your power. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.